What up, guys? Welcome back to Off The Record, where we talk about whatever we want, and today's segment is Ask An Expert, and we have Kevin, the real estate agent here. I have one question. I wrote it down because it's kind of complicated. Okay. But I always hear the concept of people uh, buying a house. Yeah. It goes up in value. Yeah. And then now there's this thing called equity, right? Yeah. And then with equity, they're able to either buy a new home or remodel their home. Correct. Um, so in essence, it's like a loan to yourself, right? Kind of. You will end because up getting not, a loan because it's not a free. It's not free money. So how does that all of that work? So in essence, what happens is when you start to build equity. There's a couple ways you can build equity. Home prices go up. You can build equity from the time you purchase the property to whatever the current market rate is. Yeah. Um, the other way you can build equity is you know every month that you're paying towards your mortgage payment, it's bringing the principal down. Right, so then you build equity that way as well too. Uh, but what you were talking about, can you pull money out to, let's say go purchase another property or remodel? Basically you would go back to the bank, right? Because you say, okay, I bought the house for a million dollars, it's now worth 1.2, can I take this extra 200,000 and you know, I wanna do some improvements to it. You are actually technically, I probably talked to a loan officer, they're probably more expert on this, but you are, whenever you're pulling money out, it's supposed to go back into the property, mm. right? You're not supposed to pull the money out and go buy a car, right? Oh. People do that, but you're not supposed to because remember the bank is giving you money based off of the house itself. I see. Yeah. So, but yeah, you can pull the money out and I mean, when it's and when, when you account. say pull the money out, yeah, is that in the form of another loan? or like It will be in loan? a form of So you get another loan, is that when you, Refinance? You refinance. Well, you, there's a couple different ways with refinance. Refinance is, let's say your balance is, you know, half a million dollars. You can refinance just the half a million at whatever the interest rate is at that time. So if it's, I mean, typically you only want to refinance if it's lower, which is why a lot of people are doing that to save money. Like right, right now, right? With right the now. low interest rates. With the low interest rates. That's what everybody's doing just to save money. Just did it. It's beautiful. How much did you save? Two and a half percent. Uh, but mortgage payment wise, how much did you? Oh pay? my God, it's like a thousand. There you go. Wow. Right. Think, think about it. That's twelve thousand. Same house, isn't that that's crazy? Twelve thousand yeah. within one year that you could wow. save that could go towards something else. Dude, I started saving three thousand a month because I switched, not to Geico. <laughs> <laughs> to garage. <laughs> to garage. That just popped in all of our heads, though. I know. I know. That's how good advertising is. Yeah. But we uh, we switched. I switched from uh, uh, I had a you know a, a home to myself that I was renting. It was like four thousand. But if you add like everything else that goes with it, utilities, you know, fucking lawn guy, whatever, right? It was way over four thousand. But now I live in my buddy's garage for twelve hundred bucks. Not utilities ADU? included. The dream. It is an ADU, but I prefer garage because it sounds French to me. Um, <laughs> more yeah, fancy. Yeah. Get ranch. Yeah, and it's, uh, I'm like, man, I get pretty much 3,000 plus a month. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is the best. And I get to buy all these toys and fun stuff. Yeah. It's great. But if I could refi and do that too, if I owned a house, that's even better. Yeah. Why, sh why shouldn't somebody buy? A house. Well, that's where I look at. A lot of people are always like, 
Kevin, when's the market gonna crash? I don't think anybody can really predict when it's going to happen. Is it in? That sounds like a Chinese person saying. Kevin, want to buy a house? When's it gonna crash, man? <laughs> All the time, and I'm like, it. Sometime it will happen, right? But who knows? But for especially in LA, right? I, I can't speak for other other states or other like cities. Um, LA typically will maintain its value pretty well, just because we are a international destination point, right? So will our prices decrease in half in value? I think that's very highly unlikely, right? But if you talk about actual, what's what's more important, right? Like either the price tag that you look at or the monthly payment that you pay, right? A lot of people, it's really the monthly payment that you pay. So, that affects your day to day. Because that's yeah, exactly. Because that's what you have to fork out. It's irrelevant almost to a point with with the actual price in itself, and because interest rates have come so low, it has made everything much more affordable. Now, will interest rates stay at this rate? I doubt it. Right? I mean, we're at two and a half, two point seven five. That's free money, dude. Free money. Yeah. Literally free money. Right? I mean, if inflation happens, the the banks are losing money. Yeah. Right on these loans. So. I always say, if you really calculate everything, like if prices come down, interest rates are probably gonna go up. I can't predict when that, or what that interest rate is actually going to be, but it's probably gonna be a lot higher than what we're paying now. Like when I first started in the business in 2005, 5.75% was the interest rate. And was that considered good at the That time? was like extremely low, because if you go wow. back into the 80s, they're, they're in the teens, right? 13, 14, 15%, maybe even some 18, 19%. Uh, was the interest rate. So looking at 5.75, that was like unheard of. But they could afford it back then because maybe the house was like 100 grand? Correct. I see. Yeah, but now as like the rates keep going lower and lower, if you really look at how much you're gonna pay to the bank over a 30 year period, it's like a fraction of what it would be, even if the interest rates went up 1%, mm -hmm. right? So I always look at it from that point of view, because people are always like, well, prices are getting too high. Well, then it looks, what what is your objective with the house right if you're going to stay there for two years then i would probably say yeah don't do it because you're most likely going to lose out on you know equity in the house right it's typically going to take you anywhere between five to seven years to hit like a break-even point for most people right you can time a market really good sometimes but just going back off of historical averages, right? But right now, if you look at just the rates and how much you would save over a 30 year period, it's it's nuts. So you would tell your mom to buy right now? I would. Nice. Yeah. I'd be like, buy two. Really? Hell yeah. <laughs> Free money out there, I love Free it. Free money, yeah. I would buy a, a bunch if I could. Yeah. Cause like uh, in, in Vegas, like, you know, they're also way more affordable. Yeah. So I think for me, my plan is once I secure my mortgage, the one, cause that one is a little bit higher, I don't want to like affect my credit score because it'll affect the rates. Yeah. But once I secure that one, then I'll be a lot more aggressive in looking for the next home. Correct. I mean, there. like in Vegas, it, it, it makes sense when you like pencil things out over here. It's a little bit more difficult. I think it's, it's, it's always a trade, right? Especially with the investment properties. Are you looking more for cash flow? Or are you looking for appreciation over time? Over here in California and LA, I mean, appreciation is what, what makes it. We get no cash flow off of majority of the properties that, that you buy. Over there, you might get both, right? Because yeah. even when we were looking at those smaller houses out there, I asked Tina to run the numbers. I'm like, how much can you get for rent? 
I mean, even by putting 20% down, you can cover it over. Mm -hmm. Over here, 20% down, you will ne you're out of pocket like every month. Do you trust Bart because he told you that he was going to be in his forever home and then now you're still working with him? <laughs> Do you find him reliable? So He already bought two houses. Yeah. Is that a reliable customer? Life. Are you like, changes, this guy's such right? a fucking chump. <laughs> Life always changes. Things happen, right? So, yeah. I trust Like when you're walking away from Bart after giving the Sucker. Key, are you like, I'll be seeing this asshole again. <laughs> After Vegas, it's like, hey, come back. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think there was a possibility that they were probably going to move one more time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah life changes because even yeah. the first house, the Monterey Park house, our plan was to stay there maybe like five or six years before we buy the forever home. And the minute we had Taika, family starts coming over. What we thought was like the perfect space, it was just jam packed like, all the time. And I'm like, Correct. oh shit, this is crazy. So we needed a bigger space for family to come over and then we end up getting this house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just how, how life is, right? We plan it one way and it goes another way. Same thing with business. I just right? don't call anything forever if I don't mean it. That's, that's, that's just my, that's just my, my personal thing. You're a realist thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't Steve would have been a way better customer. Yeah, I think so. We'll talk. All right. So when you, okay, you pull the money out for equity, mm -hmm. uh, that's in the form. Is it now, do you have two loans or it's just another loan, but you have cash on hand? So there's a couple of different ways that you could do it. They call it cash out refi, right? So maybe you can lump it all up where you have a portion and then you just take out specific amount for cash. You can even do it in a form of what we call line of credit, right? So if you have enough equity, you don't have to go through the full process. They'll just look, okay, your house, you bought it for like 500,000, it's worth a million now, and your loan is only 200,000, we'll give you another 100,000 on top, right? So what does it look like, like in real life? Is it like, let's say my house is a million, right? And then it went up to 1.2, like you said. Mm -hmm. So if I want to pull out the 200, do they, deposit the 200 into like another bank account and then now my mortgage is no longer on the million it's on the 1.2 is that what it looks like you would basically pay off that original loan and then you would get that new loan with that extra money on it so it still oh. becomes one loan but it's a brand new loan yeah i see uh and then the cash you can take out right but your payments also could change up, too yeah. well depending on how the interest rate changes right you could use the cash for anything you technically can. <laughs> technically. Don't tell this guy that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I use it on crypto. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Off The Record is brought to you by Upstart. So when I was going into college, like this is one of the things I have on my credit score, was um, back then I would see all these like 0% APR credit cards, right? And I'm like, cool, I hear when you need to build your credit, you should have like multiple credit cards open. So I got like two or three of them. The thing is with those 0% APRs, after a certain time, sometimes six months, sometimes a year, they all jump back to the immediate rate. And so oh. I, I forgot and I bought a couple of things and they all jumped up to like 20%. And when it gets to 20% and it's compounding, it, it the money can grow really, really fast. One of them ended up going to collections because I wasn't really working that much during oh, college. Oh shoot, you were paying your debts? I wasn't, so oh, like, this would have been really helpful because I could have consolidated all of that credit card debt into one and then just pay one payment and when you're in college or you know you have all these classes you're worried about it's your brain scattered all over the place so when you have too many things to focus on it's really really hard so i'm really glad that upstart exists because it could help all the people now and it's a fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online and whether it's paying off your credit cards like bart over here or you just want to consolidate some high interest debt like me 
or funding just personal expenses or you know, whatever it is, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. I think this is the main thing that's super important. So with a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from 1,000 to get this $50,000, baby. You can get approved the same day and receive funds as fast as one business day. If debt is taking over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash off the record. That's upstart.com slash off the record. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash off the record. Crypto's hot right now, dude. It sure is. I don't know, everyone's like, you should get real estate. And I'm like, it's too slow. <laughs> <laughs> It's two for sure. It doesn't go like 30% it. a day. <laughs> yeah, I want the swings, man. Yeah, I, I want to like win 100 grand and in the next second lose 200. It feels good. I do. Yeah, doesn't it? And then you're just waiting for a week, watching it obsessively. To, I'm like, I hope it goes back up and it goes back up and you're like, who? I forgot about the pain. I've been looking at, I think, crypto for like 60 to 90 days straight now. Every single day, every, day, every yeah. hour? Yeah. Dude, I love our text chains about it. <laughs> Shit's amazing. Oh, shit. But what's the cause for it to go like up and down? Like it's just all speculation. It's all speculation, man. But like, why would one day go up like it was at forty and then it drops to like thirty-five? It's informed speculation. Sometimes you you hear things or like there's there's some bullshit article that comes out in Coin Telegraph and they lie about Bitcoin and yeah, then no, Bitcoin so drops and then it goes right back up the next day. It's hella volatile, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I see all, it. I have a friend that says a lot of it's actually really orchestrated. So oh, he's yeah. like, if you watch the players in the game, uh -huh. it's like this giant theater that, so you'll have like an article that comes out, right? People go, oh no, so they dump, right? They dump all the, all the Bitcoin they back out. Them. And then you see giant institutions come, come in. It's in. almost like perfect timing. And then so it's like, did these institutions tell these guys to write this so that the regular people can let it? So there's a lot of it's very, like, it's very orchestrated. But did you, do the institutions sell it afterwards? Are they, no, are they they're holding, holding on. They're holding on. Everyone that's bought is holding on right now. That's why it's still like in the 30,000s, right? Yeah. Which I predicted, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so since you've been in real estate for how long now? Over uh, 15? 15 years. April is going to be my 16. Oh, shit. Yeah, so in 16 years, and you learned so much along the way, is there anything that you would like, that you would say, oh man, I wish someone would have told me this sooner or learn about this sooner about real estate? Like actually being an agent? Just anything, or even or just anything? about the industry. Um. Like for, for me, um, I wish someone would have told me when your kid, like your first home should get be a beater home because- <laughs> Your kid, kid's gonna beat it up. Yeah, when your kid is like between like two and four, he's gonna fuck shit up. There's <laughs> <was> like crayon. <laughs> yeah, like all the markings in our current house right now, yeah. they're all at like the two foot range. <laughs> there's fucking soccer ball marks. There's like, there's tricycles slamming into the yeah. wall. Like I wish someone would have told me that, then I would be like, okay, cool. Like my first home, I'll just live in for the next five years. Cause then the kid's gonna beat it up. Like, is there any like? That's a beater. <laughs> I think in terms of investing, the sooner you can get in, the better it's always gonna be, right? The sooner. Yeah, I think we live, especially in, in the world that we live in today. Like, we're all about this: what can we buy? Where can we go? Type of thing. And I mean, they're they're cool and all, but like building wealth, the easiest way is, I feel, through real estate. It's the most conservative way to get. So, is there a difference between? In events and a, a investment property and owning your own home, 
Because one can be an asset and one can be a liability. Depending on your situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the investment isn't meant for everybody, right? Because there there are responsibilities that come with it. There are also risks that come with it. So, you know, some people are very risk averse. So I probably wouldn't say do that. But for the majority of people, I mean, we all need a roof over our head, right? So to be able to fixate your cost at a certain point, I think is always a good thing. Right. Because if not, I mean, if inflation hits, which I predict, right, just how you think crypto may go up to what, what was it, 200,000? Bitcoin, 200,000 each. I think they're printing way too much fucking money right now. Yeah. I think people are going, right. So inflation hits, rent's going to skyrocket, right? I think we've been okay with the way rents have been, but depending on where you live in the country as well, too, I mean, California's just always been super expensive. But if you can fixate your costs, I think that's for always, like 30 years. Yeah, for 30 years. I mean, you don't have to move. We always want to move. We want to upgrade. I think that's how life works, right? But we don't have to. I mean, we can probably work within our means as well too. Um, but at least you have that going for you, mm -hmm. you know? Um, as opposed to, hey, you could change, you can move from one location to another location. Some people are nomadic. So it's really depending on, on your lifestyle. Too. I've always wanted an expert in here so I could ask them very, a couple of very stupid things as well. Yeah. Um, has anyone ever paid for a house in cash? Like physical like cash? Like with a fucking briefcase like a, of like cash. A because you, you wouldn't be able to do that. Now there's even, they'll, like they'll track if you pay cash. Um, I haven't had that experience. I've heard way back in the days, yeah, here in Monterey Park, people were like, here's the briefcase. Chinese restaurant cash. Probably, yeah. yeah. The soy sauce. But on now it. everything's got to go through <laughs> through uh, a wire transfer into, oh, into okay. escrow. So. so you don't hear that sound anymore? No. The Atachi case? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got another question too then. Yeah. Which race is the hardest to work with? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm in trouble for that. <laughs> or religion, or religion. Uh, I think or religion. everybody is, you know, their own special way. Oh, so I gotta safe. learn how so to safe. adapt to that. <laughs> Dude, what's crazy is um, back then, drug dealers and all these like tax evaders would be able to buy it full on cash. And I'm like, how did they even get that through? It's so crazy, right? Yeah. Because um, when I hear cash payments, obviously they're wired. Correct. But that means people actually have that kind of money in their bank account. Correct. With all those zeros. And they're like, yeah. But I mean, there's still like fraud schemes out there, oh. you know, with people, you know, swindling money and still purchasing properties and stuff like that. They yeah. do have like protocols, like these cash deals over a certain amount. They'll do background checks even mm -hmm. after it closes, right? They report it. And then they'll be like, well, let's let's investigate this one. Like where it came from. Yeah, exactly. So as a, well, you're not a loan officer, but when you, do you ever see like your client's financials to make sure that when, during the whole process or is it just the loan guys that see it? I, I usually separate it, right? Because I as long as I work with a trusted advisor on the loan side, mm -hmm. I mean, because there's guys where I can be like, hey, just write me this. And they'll be like, sure. But at the same time, I'm wasting my time if it doesn't go through, I right? See. Time is valuable for everybody. We can only do so much within a 24 hour period. I don't get any more hours than you guys do, right? Um, so I just trust that individual to do their job. I see. Right. So I don't need to see any of the financials. I, I don't need to see how much you make or how much money. I mean, the money, how much money you have to put down. I do because we do submit that with the offer. But in terms of like your your tax returns and stuff like that, I don't. That's do. all the loan that's people. All, do you ever yeah. do you ever go into a house and you and you're like, oh, you know what? I think I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna get this one myself. 
yesterday, to be honest. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Like, like, Here we go. It was, it, was, it was literally one of those things where I was like, it, it, it's a three unit in, in Alhambra. And I showed it to one of my clients. Remember, Google that three unit Alhambra. We, we can beat them. We can snake them. <laughs> the price point is already like really high, but the 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 person that bought the property redid the whole thing, and it looks like amazing. And I had a couple of the guys on my team like run the numbers. I'm like, what do you guys like? Okay, what they're publishing is this really true? Because I was like, okay, if I could save some money, then maybe I could just go sacrifice for a few years and just go buy something sicker. Um, and the numbers really just like pan out. Right. Like, I, like, it, I you'll be in the green as soon as you buy it. Is that what you mean? Well, so I think what ha what happened. There's this pretty cool top floor unit, um, and then they have two downstairs units. So the top floor is a two bedroom, two bath, and it was like 1,400 square feet. The bottom there's a three bedroom, one bath, and then there's also a two bedroom, one bath. Because it was so well done, like you're gonna get premium rents on it. So for me to just instead, of, I could go either go buy a house and put all my money down on a new house, or can I buy this one? And really like the rent that I would collect on the two units downstairs, all I would really probably have to pay for is just the property tax. Wow, which is beautiful. Like, so which you, is like, you, you live in the other unit? The yeah, third the, unit? the third unit. So that'd be like, I think I wanna say it was, I, I calculated it was like 1600 bucks, which is way cheaper than what I'm paying right now. So all that money that I could save, then I can maybe build something to buy something. Yeah. So that's like the house hacking, right? Where people Correct. buy multi-units, they live in one and then they, yeah, and yeah. if I were to decide to leave, based off of even just the numbers on 20% now, like it cash flows, which yeah. is very rare around here. But that's yeah. based off of whatever the property is priced at. Will it go over it? I think it could, but with financing being cheap, I was just calculating even for every like 100,000 you go up, it was like 490 bucks a month. Wow. Right? So which isn't the, changing a whole lot. Is your client like, Hey, three bedroom Alhambra, how's that going, man? <laughs> it's probably gonna be, I mean, they're gonna play cash and I, I would probably have to finance it. You're gonna compete with them though, right? I don't know, we'll see. You're, you're like, hey dude, guess what, dude? That thing, nah, you don't want it, dude. I heard termites on the walls or some shit. Doorknobs are horrible. How do, you, um, how do you break that to me? Let them know like, hey, if you don't get it, I'm gonna get it type of thing or like? Yeah, I would tell, I'd probably definitely tell them. You're like the numbers right. are good for me right now. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> I mean, either way, it's a win, right? So, But you can always find deals. Yeah. It's just how patient you are. It doesn't happen overnight. But you're gonna tell them that you're cutting them in line? <laughs> No, I haven't decided if I was actually going to do it, but I looked at everything and I'm like, this actually the seems pretty, too good. pretty promising. So what would be the reason for someone to want a multi-unit? It's an investment property, right? It's yeah. rarely an individual that wants to buy it for their own place. Yeah, I think just securitizing like later on down the future, especially with cash flow, right? I think your payments are going to be fixed yeah. for a certain period of time. You can, your, your rents typically are going to go up yeah. over time. So you'll be able to cash flow, then you can build that equity, which is what we were talking about. And then those people tend to pull the money out and then go buy something else. I see. Right? So then you can start to build, build your wealth that way as well. And then the people that redid this place, they were just looking to f like fix it up and sell it. Like yeah. they don't want the responsibility of renting it out. No, I think according to the agent, what she told me they were going to do it, but they decided they they there was too much going on. Because I mean, they redid the whole thing, which is like really it was, it's really nice, right? Um, I think it took them over like a year and a half to fix. They're still gonna make money off of the deal, the sale. Yeah, um, but the numbers still work. Can you tell when somebody's not gonna be a serious person? Like you, you get all kinds of people. I bet being like. I just want to check out houses, also. I'm not serious. Yeah, so I think qualifying in the beginning is probably going to be the most critical part. Like getting right? pre-approved? 
getting pre-approved. If they don't want to get pre-approved, if they're fighting me on that, then I know they're probably not going to be that serious. Uh, especially in today's marketplace, with everything going so quickly, it's like, if you want to keep looking, I mean, you can look forever. I mean, I've literally seen people look for like a few years. It's like, oh, the market's going to change. The market's going to, yeah, it's changing one way that you- It's going up, yeah, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think you always have to just be ready. I, and I don't think there's a definite period of when you're going to be ready, right? And I don't think you can ever time anything perfectly as well too. So just stick it long-term and it's, it, real estate's always going to be the same. Do you break it to them though? You're like, you're not fucking serious about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you grab them by the fucking- Yeah, I'm not college. wasting my time. In the, in the <laughs> beginning, I probably could not- figure that part out. I think now when I talk to the client sh up front in that first first meeting, I know whether I can do it or not or how long it's gonna take. What about me? So you know we're looking for a house. Yeah. We were looking for like two years. This guy bugs you, how much does he bug you? Well, so the first one was easy. And then, yeah, the first one was so easy. But that, I didn't look at any other house. Yeah. We looked at like getting this one. Is that right? And yeah. I'm like, damn, I think you gave Kevin free money right now. Yeah, the first one The first one was relatively easy, right? It was really easy. Yeah, the second one, it's it happens very often with people in, in that situation where you already have a house, yeah. right? You don't have to, there's no like life urgency thing for you to have to do it. We looked so, for like two years straight almost every or every weekend almost every other weekend like three or four yeah. homes but i mean for i know you did i believe you <laughs> and i believe that you bugged the shit out of this poor guy so for those <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even say that he's like oh my god yeah. he's like thank god he's moving to nevada <laughs> yep. But that's a rare case, right? That's a rare case. Rare. Dude, how many hypotheticals did you have to answer every day from Bart? <laughs> what if in this case? Yeah. It's rare to have someone look at a house for two years. Look how ready he is, dude. We fucking got him. <laughs> you guys got me. Um, is it rare? I mean, I probably had a few that did it that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, where there's like really no urgency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true.